Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, I'll be talking with Heather Parody, one of the hosts from the wildly popular NFT for Newbies podcast and fellow ambassador to the NFT space. We'll be talking about the future of NFTs, and you'll get a glimpse into the mind of Heather Parody. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs together. And we're back. My guest today is Heather Parody from the NFT for Newbies podcast. Hello, Heather. What up? What's How are you up? doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be talking to you. I'm excited. This is cool. Yeah, I'm stoked you're here. Um, I'm a huge fan. You know, I love the show. I wanted to have you on and I'm, yeah, I'm glad you had time. Yeah, I mean, you've been such a freaking help to me personally and to our community. I mean, dude, you could tell me you wanted to do this at 2 a.m. and I'd probably do it. <laughs> No, I'm an old person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have lives supposedly outside of the NFT world. Yeah. It's uh shortening. I had more of one and I feel like every single week it gets a little smaller. <laughs> it's definitely time consuming. I mean, when you're on Twitter and dealing with the discords and everything, it feels like miss you don't want to miss anything, you know? Yeah. Um and and then two, it feels like it's a very late kind of community. Like people who reach out and say like, Hey, do you want to do spaces or this or that? They're saying like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I, I sometimes stay up late. Like last night I did. Yeah. It does seem to kick off later, at least on East time zone. So, mm-hmm. you know, and if you're involved in like a project or even in the discord, sometimes, you know, there really is no schedule. So um, exactly. And like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I mean, uh, you tell me I haven't been 24-7 with it. I do walk away from it. And I've been spending more time the past few weeks, past couple of months than the very beginning. The very beginning, I wasn't even on Discord. Like we had this show and people were talking to us about Discord, but we just refused to get one. So the first two, three months, we weren't even engaging really as as much as we quote should have been with more intentional engagement and upping the hours that I'm spending and stuff like that. It hasn't really improved my FOMO. It hasn't improved my thinking that I should be doing more. And you tell me, because you spend way, way, way more time engaged with the community and Discord than I do. Does that feeling ever go away? You know, it it hasn't for me. And, you know, I got into NFTs in March. I got involved with the project where I'm a team member. So, you know, it hasn't for me. That's it? Yeah. I feel like you've been doing this for years. (laughs) I know, I do too, believe me. (laughs) You have like a set schedule, like, quote, working from this time to this time, and do you turn it off? Or is it like 24-7 for you? It's basically 24-7 because there, I mean, there is no schedule. I mean, we have our holders, right. Space Fish Mafia are all over the world. So they're going to be up and you know how social media is. It doesn't stop. So right. What were you doing before this? Well, I did some social media management for a band of a friend of mine, which is actually the opening of the show, Loser Company. Okay. You know, Greg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Greg's company, Trip Shock, I did some of the social media and I put together the listings for his website. So yeah, I you know marketing, advertising, that was kind of my game. And working remotely, you're used to yes. the computer life, yeah. 
Me too. Me it's too. Funny interviewing a podcast host because now I'm getting it. I'm sorry. I'm so curious, and it's so hard. <laughs> I do this every like every time somebody like tries to interview me. I'm like the worst because I just it's it's hard. I'm a nosy, curious person. <laughs> no, I love it because you know then I don't have to be as on my game. You know. Can I can I ask you one more question and then I'll be done asking you questions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But... Where's Where's the mayor come from? Okay, so I get this question quite a bit. The mayor, like for me. My Hebrew name is Mayer. Uh, really? Meyer. Do it either way. You know, I guess a lot of people have told me that I should have been like a politician when I, you know, I actually thought about running for a political office. The NFT world happened and now I'm here. So You're still young. How old are you? I will be 37 in April. <gasps> you look like you're 27. I, I was literally thinking, I was like, you have so much time, which you still do. 37 yeah. is still young. Okay, I'm done asking questions. I'm sorry, Ty. Mayor. No, I love that. Okay. Now people know <laughs> who I am. No, you, I mean, I'm 35, dude. I'm right behind you. Oh, well, you look younger, too. See, I know. We, we be drinking our water and yes. taking care of ourselves, okay? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when you saw all this stuff going on with the NFT space, what helped and start the podcast? None of it was intentional. It's kind of hit me over the past couple of months that I am an ambassador for the NFT space and I'm advocating for the NFT space, which I'm very happy to. But that wasn't a conscious decision of like, ooh, this is amazing and I want to help onboard people. What it originated from was I have no idea what any of this means. And this is super confusing. Let's learn together so we stay accountable to learn. That's literally, I swear to God, we had no idea people would listen to it. We just wanted to make 24 episodes to learn ourselves what NFTs were. And I remember Rich one time looking at our analytics and being like, yo, we had 200 downloads. And I'm like, people are listening like I had no 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 idea that we would actually be doing this and I mean it's to a point now where it's literally my life I mean I, I quit another show that I produced I've offboarded a couple of clients that I've had that take a lot of time um, I'm saying no to a lot more stuff and it, it's literally becoming my world and my life just within six months and you know I'm hyper aware that that could all change tomorrow and I'm super lucky and excited that I, I'm getting to do this because I've actually fallen in love with the NFT community and I think the whole thing is super interesting not just with the traditional model that we see right now I think what could come is what's really intriguing to me as far as like consumer behavior and the way that creatives in general not just traditional artists can utilize the space to kind of take more ownership of their work I have a, a lot of creative friends, directors and actresses and comedians, et cetera, who um, are just so freaking talented. And to think that this could be an avenue where they can actually take ownership of their work and, and build something um, is amazing. And, you know, it, not just even with the creative space. I mean, my God, it's it's the whole decentralized world is is incredible. And I'm so new. I'm so new. I'm telling you, I had no idea about cryptocurrency. I knew zero things about the blockchain. I still don't. I'm still learning. Uh, six months ago, if you would have asked me anything about the blockchain, I thought there was one blockchain and I didn't understand what it did. <laughs> and um, I thought NFTs were cryptocurrency. I had no idea about anything. So that'll tell you like how fast this world moves and how fast you can learn. We have a freaking huge show and are helping people learn something that we're learning ourselves literally. I mean, you know that because yeah. we're, we're, we're trying to keep ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. It's hard. 
Yeah, it, it's difficult. You know, the, the concept of the show I thought was brilliant. You know, you guys are learning along with your audience. I, I knew once I first heard it, because Greg is the one who found it, and then he reached out to me, and he told me, you know, he's going to go on the show. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, I want to get on the show too. <laughs> I can't yeah. say no to getting in front of a camera. So then you guys had me on. I'm like, this is going to blow up. It's just the concept is it's relatable. You know, there's just there's a lot to learn. I'm still learning every single day. I try and yeah. learn at least something new. You know, I watch YouTube videos. I'm, I'm constantly looking at articles. You and I, um, especially you, like spend an ungodly amount of time in this space um, and it's overwhelming for us and we're learning a lot, etc. The average human is going to glance here and there at this world and either completely dismiss it or engage with it for whatever allotted time they have, which probably won't be much. And so we have to think about that when we're onboarding, because I know that's a huge problem in this space is just onboarding new users and advocates for NFTs and kind of demystifying the whole world. So we've got to be able to do it in very simple bite-sized ways because most people aren't don't have the bandwidth that people who are in full-time, obviously, in this space are. And so we've gotten, you know, some crap about the simplicity of our show or this or that or whatever. But we have to, like, constantly remind ourselves that we're not for the current NFT community. We're for the newbies and we're for people who don't know what the hell's going on. And it's really, really hard to try to navigate that because... We want to be relevant, you know, have value there, but we also don't want to isolate other people who we originally were for. We were originally for that person who had no idea what Ethereum was, who needed you to really like elementary style break down what an NFT is and how you buy one. So it's been kind of difficult trying to figure out, you know, what our voice is in this space because, you know, some people are like, y'all are too simple, blah, blah, blah. And then other people are like, I'm so confused. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> so right. it's been a challenge. But um, again, super lucky. It, it's it's a fun challenge to have. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys have definitely, you know, put together something where you're staying true to your origin because that's that's who you, you are out there for people who are coming in and, and new people and the people who can't devote their entire day to it. Right, right. So, and we, you know, at, at Base Fish Mafia, we, you know, once people get in, it's like, don't just onboard them and have them buy your NFT and then just, you know, throw them to the wolves. We try and stay with them as much as possible and mm -hmm. until like they feel that they're ready to venture out into this crazy space. Yeah. And y'all do that for people who aren't even holders or don't even, you know, that's what I've really appreciated about you guys. And I think I said it in a, in an ad the other day. I'm like, they don't, even if you don't have one of their, you know, one of their pieces, they're going to be your friend and they're going to answer your questions and they're going to help you out. Like that's rare. And that's what's so cool. I mean, even beyond your project, which I know you're absolutely love, like. I just really believe that you two are just going to freaking succeed in this world in general, because who does that? You know, um, I've had so many DMs from people saying that one or both of you have just spent a freaking ton of time in the DMs just walking through X person. And sometimes it wasn't even buying a fish. It was buying something else. And you're there right. for it, you know, which is just it's super cool. Yeah, community is it, it's very important to me. And I know it's important to Greg and. To me, it's what the space is special. Twitter spaces and just people who are trying to share their knowledge. The community aspect of it is yep. very important. There's people always say bad actors. I, I hate that term, but <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of people trying to take advantage. Just combating that, I think, is is worthwhile. Yes, I think there's intent, like ill intent on some people, but I think you tell me. 
I feel like there's a lot of people who are just super ignorant about what they're actually getting themselves into as a creative because people are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I think you told me this the other day. I can't remember. We were talking about, you know, if you start a project, it's not a, a drop and run thing. It's you're signing up. You should be signing up for years and years of community building and delivering on something. And I, I think there are some people who are trying to take advantage of people, but I think there's some people who don't really realize like it's so much more than, or it should be so much more than just that one time drop. Like it's a, a, a long term investment that you are supposedly making. And that's what people are expecting, which I think is super interesting about the whole web three space is it's not like this interactive or one time interaction type thing. It's, Hey, I want to actually build a relationship with you and be a part of your family as opposed to uh, just a transaction. Right. Definitely. Everybody sees the money changing hands and like space blowing up. When they get in, they think, um, I can drop a project and get a whole bunch of money too. So see what's going on and say, I'm going to drop a project as well. Mm -hmm. I think to myself, you know, I don't know if you know how much work goes into it. They don't. They don't. When people buy your NFT from the collection you drop, those are now shareholders. You know, you have to take care of that community for years. That's, that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, It's a lot of work and it's a lot of work creating a project, dropping a project. I think that needs to be uh, shared. We'll need to understand that a lot more. I think that's going to be the popular hot topic in one year and two years and three years because all these people who are starting projects are be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? I think. Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, how many people have successfully done that and actually have something to say about it? I mean, everybody's projecting that that's what they're going to do. How long has this NFT space been around? I think it was. Well, the was origin it, is like 2017 with like. Yeah. Punks and crypto skulls. And- is there much utility behind those or is it mostly just kind of a status thing of these were like the OG pieces? That's basically what it is. It's the status. They're, they were the ones that were here first, you know, or the crypto punks was a free airdrop. You know, some of these projects have been dormant for years. Now people have gone back and saying, like, what are these older projects? This year is when this whole space has really started gearing up. There are thousands, tens of thousands of projects, and not every project makes it, and not every project gets to a point where they maintain it. You know, mm-hmm. there's 10 yeah. a day right now, and I would say eight to nine of them will not make it. Yeah, this this model will will stay. Mm-hmm. I don't think for the NFT world to grow, we ha- we can keep limiting it, limiting it. Oh my god, limiting <laughs> it. I really struggle talking, which is ironic that I have podcasts. But anyway, um, limiting it to, like I was saying earlier, just kind of the the art people jumping into projects and stuff, which again, I don't want to, I'm not against that. I'm for it. I think it's awesome. But I think we're limiting NFTs so much to that versus corporations are going to be moving in this next oh, yeah. year. You know what I mean? Which you can... Whatever you think about that, it's just a fact or reality. And so where Paul down the road might not ever want art or be into that scene, he does go to the football game and he does want to buy a membership to Nike where he gets free shoes every year and stuff like that. And I think that's the thing that I'm just kind of like, okay, how is that going to work? What is that going to look like? Because people are going to be forced to get wallets and figure out this world. And what is that going to do to all the projects right now without the art you know seeing that people are kind of being introduced right now i'm just fascinated i have no idea 
do you have any thoughts? Like, what do you, what do you see? No, that's a very interesting because it's going, it will move into everyday life. I mean, if, if the internet does transition into web three, like it did from one to two, you know, everything will have a wallet connect. Yep. Yep. But the applications will grow. Corporations are gearing up as we speak. You know, Samsung wants to have their stores in the metaverse where it's crazy. I know <laughs> your avatar goes in and buys the product. And then they get sent to your door, you know, and the grocery stores will probably be the same way. It's hard to fathom it. Don't you think we'll have to move to one blockchain and one cryptocurrency then or fewer? Because I feel like there's so freaking many right now that it's almost overwhelming. Like I'm not a huge NFT or like I don't have a ton of NFTs, but we have like three or four wallets right now, which is nuts. It's ridiculous. I can't imagine like this being a sustainable thing or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe this is just kind of like a language. It just seems like there's so many different moves and plays and worlds that an average person who can't spend all of their life figuring this out, like we've got to figure out a way to make it more simple, you know? Yeah, I think with the Ethereum 2.0 updates are going to change the game. When's that happen? Now, I know by June, uh, they're going to be switching over from proof of work to proof of stake, which is going to dramatically uh, decrease. The, the energy usage is going to go down 99.9%. Um, alternative chains where NFTs are living on. Personally, I think they're going to be very niche chains. You see the one-in-one artists are going to be on certain chains. Mm, I see. Music, like Wax will probably still be around for the music scene. And it's, it's definitely going to be moving. There's going to be a lot of moving parts. You constantly get people that are trying to, you know, have their bias and kind of bash certain um, yeah. cryptocurrencies and like Bitcoin definitely does use a lot of energy, but Ethereum uses five times less energy. And this will probably blow your mind, but the Ethereum, the entire year uses less energy than credit card transactions. <laughs> like Visa, MasterCard, Discover and all that use two times more energy than the entire Ethereum blockchain. Is that because of the use? Yeah, you know, like when you, you you have your credit card, all those machines all over the world. Right. Dude, I didn't know that. That's nuts. Yeah. What do people say when you say that, like when they're in like a Solana Ethereum people, fight? You know, people don't want to hear it because everybody has their bias. But, you know, there's so much information. Out it's It's hard to take it all in and kind of sort it out. And then unlearn things when it changes. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. So I wanted to ask you, you know, you're such a uh, great personality on the podcast. For me, like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, I'm a very chill person. So it's hard for me to like get animated when I'm mm. doing my show. And like, is that hard for you to do? Like to just be entertaining like that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a natural bit towards me. Like if we'll probably meet next month and you'll, you'll see that that's really my natural personality is I'm a little bit more high energy, kind of ADD. Somebody told me I was bouncy once. Like I kind of just have a natural bounce to me when I'm just standing there. Um, but it does, there's like another side to me that I, I really like reflecting on kind of like deeper topics and kind of talking about really meaningful things. And I was just, that's what's been hard about this show is I, I want to talk about. I don't know, just the implications of what all of this means. And maybe we'll introduce a little bit more of that content in, but that's kind of like the outlet that I've had for some of the other shows that I had. Like the other show that I had for about four years um, was was called Unconventional Leaders. And we talked about leadership and how people were making a difference in the world in unique ways and stuff. And that was a super heavy kind of deeper show. But with that, I got bored because I was a little bit more hyper and I wanted mm -hmm. to talk about silly things. So I feel like it's, it's this weird balance where I'm trying to find my lane where I can kind of 
kind of express both sides to myself without being kind of put into a box of one person. It's not hard, but it is sometimes feeling restraining, not talking about some of the other things that are meaningful to me. Yeah, because I, I know I love the YouTube channel, you know, the stories on your guys' Instagram. I think all that's fantastic and it's entertaining. And it's very, it's fun to watch. We're having fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like that. And if yeah. it hasn't seen it, check out the NFT for Newbies podcast. Check out all the stuff they're doing. YouTube and Instagram. I think it's 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 something you can learn and be entertained. Thanks. That's cool. That's kind of what we're going for. We have a meeting every week of just kind of a business meeting in the direction we're going. And that's what we've come to terms with is we want to be an entertaining education company. That's what we yeah. want to do. You know, and maybe maybe it expands beyond NFTs one day, but just how do we teach people in a way that doesn't make them want to punch themselves in the face. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. You know, we've covered a lot of bases here. Um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Like, it's really an honor for me because you were like the first kind of big show that I went on. I'm definitely a fan of what you guys are doing in the space. Well, we're learning a lot from you. I think the world of you. I hope you know that. And I just appreciate you being so inviting and welcoming and a, you know, champion of what, what we're doing. And yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I think I'm going to know you for a long time, my friend. At least I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Now, have you guys made up your decision about coming to Las Vegas with Basefish Coffee? We are planning on it. The only thing we're waiting on is just to confirm an LA interview that we have. We're trying to just work out all the details with flights and all that. But I mean, it's like 90% sure we're coming. A bunch of people come and there's about 50 holders. There's people from other communities and artists. And it's, yep. so I, I can't wait. I will see you on Twitter and yeah. <laughs> Web3 and the blockchain. That's right, friend. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for coming, Heather. And if you want, it's an honor. Make sure everybody listening to this podcast hit subscribe and leave Ty a review because that stuff matters. Um, so make sure you do that right now. And that wraps up the show. I want to thank my guest, Heather Parody, for coming on and taking time out of her busy schedule. This was an exciting episode for me getting to interview Heather, so I hope everyone else enjoyed it. Go check out what the NFT for Newbies are doing in the podcast space and on their socials, jump in their Discord. And we'll be back next week with another exciting episode. I'm the mayor, and you've been listening to the NFT and Chill Podcast.